Hey guys, I hope you're all well. Welcome to another episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. And guys, thank you so much for the awesome reviews and ratings that I'm getting. Um, I actually had one today um, saying, you know, how much somebody enjoyed the show and wishes there were more episodes. And it's prompted me to come back on and do another. So please keep the reviews and ratings coming in. I'd love to see this keep climbing the charts and stuff as well. Um, And the more you guys like interact and, you know, I see that you're valuing it, the more it's going to like inspire me to give you some more great content, as I said in the last one. So um, on that, actually, interesting passage with this show. Um, I, when I initially looked at this, I, you could interpret it a few ways. And I'm talking about passage six from book two. So we're still going through them all so far. Um, But on reading, I kind of thought, well, is there that much that you can say on this? Um, I actually then just had a little look online just to see how others may be interpreting it. And whilst, you know, there's not not many um, sort of sources that I could find where people are giving their own analysis, I didn't actually believe that most of what I was reading was what he was actually like trying to say. Um, And certainly not what would give real sort of deep sort of context and meaningful um, relativity to, to modern life. So I thought actually it's probably as good a passage as any to include. Um, So I hope you enjoy this guys. We're moving on. Still in book two, moving on to passage six. Self-harm, my soul. You are doing self-harm and you will have no more opportunity for self-respect. Life for each of us is a mere moment and this life of yours is nearly over. While you still show yourself no honour, but let your own welfare depend on other people's souls. Okay. So, to start to interpret this, I'm actually going to break it down into three parts, if you like, um, before giving any sort of modern day kind of relation. But um, what I believe Marcus is actually saying here, the first part is talking about life. I mentioned from a previous passage how life is but a speck, you know, in context of the sort of duration that the universe has been around for each of our lives is a mere speck. Now, whilst Marcus um, wrote this when, you know, he was a relatively old man, I actually believe where he's talking about this life of yours nearly over, we could actually take that in the context of um, what he actually says regarding life being a mere moment. So yes, he may be relating to his there relative to the span of a human life, But if we look at our lives relative to sort of the duration of the universe and that bigger picture, then it's kind of nearly nearly over already as soon as it starts. You know, we do only have a limited time here. However, that time is still long enough for us to do everything that we do in our lives with honour and dignity and virtue. Now, the self-harm that he's referring to can actually be looked at on the next two fronts. So the first is going to relate to the thing that we can control again, our mind. 
So if we are, because we can control our mind, if we're feeling pain, say from external events, if we're holding on to things like resentments to people from, from our past or, you know, even what people do to us on a day-to-day basis and we hold resentment towards them, then we're actually harming our own soul, okay? Because we're interpreting something as being bad. We're interpreting somebody else's actions as being bad. Whereas the only thing that they can't actually affect is our mind. So it's then how we actually perceive something is going to have the effect of whether it's actually, you know, good or bad. You know, in life, there are only events. It's down to our perceptions that dictate whether something's good or bad. And therefore, if we're suffering internally because of something, we're self-harming our soul. Um, so the, a situation, you know, you may find where you get really annoyed about something and somebody else just doesn't seem to care. It's two different perceptions and one self-harming the soul. You know, if you're actually like holding on to resentment or viewing something as negative. And the third um, sort of mean I take from this is uh, similar on a similar parallel to that one in how we actually act ourselves towards other people. Because if we do things that um, we believe may be morally incorrect for a short term gain or to what we believe may be our own advantage, but we then have to live with that. So we're actually harming others with our own soul. We're therefore, you know, doing ourselves self-harm because that stays with us deep down. So guys, we we have a limited period of time that we're on this earth for. But everything that happens on a day-to-day basis stays inside us. You know, we store memories. The memories that we store um, more efficiently, those that, you know, much stronger Um, or much easier to recall, those that have a stronger emotion linked to them. So over time, we could quite easily be self-harming our soul quite severely by having all these negative um, perceptions towards memories that we have. And again, this is the key with this. It is perception. We only control our minds, not outside events. So... For example, um, we've in the UK here, uh, just for Christmas, we've gone into a much tighter sort of lockdown due to COVID-19. And the the fact is that that's the situation. It's down to each of us how we respond to that. Um, I mentioned, you know, that with lockdown just for Christmas, but, you know, it's obviously something that's been going on this year. The one thing that I read um, the other day is how like a particular sort of form of radiotherapy that's like much more uh, localised, so therefore doesn't isn't going to have the same sort of harmful effects on other tissues in cancer treatments has been like fast tracked and developed a lot quicker to reduce the strain on the NHS. Um, so in any situation, I mean, I'm just saying one thing there, but in any situation, there will be benefits from it. Not always that you see at the time. But, you know, that that's an improvement in technology that's sped up because of what's going on now. And, um, you know, if you want to go back to something, you know, pretty big and serious from the past where we've had time to see the benefits, take World War II, 
nuclear technology development. Okay, yes, there are downsides with that, of course, as well. But that is the fundamental to many cancer treatments. Computers were developed, mobile phones were developed. Um, the the trade between countries, became, free trade became much, much more expanded and, and basically normal as opposed to actually invading and, um, you know, imperialism and actually, you know, sort of just taking over and colonising a country for its resources. We now trade and we have like a, you know, a watchdog of nations, if you like, to actually watch over that. So there are so many benefits that came out of that. But what's, what we tend to do as human beings is we, we label events. We label something as good. We label something as bad without actually seeing the other side. And, you know, it's that ex who hurt you and you have this resentment towards them. You know, you hate them. <laughs> They're horrible. Whatever it is, they're selfish. They're, they're cheated. Do you think in you feeling that way, or even in your you expressing it to a friend or social media, even if you go that far, do you think you're harming them more than you're harming yourself? You know, you're making that pain stay with you. But the fact is, they're, they're not they're not being harmed by your your emotions towards that. You're actually harming yourself more. Instead, maybe look at you know, okay, well if they are all of those things. Isn't it not a good thing that it's ended? You know, I, have you not like developed some kind of like resilience and some traits that will actually serve you better going forward? And maybe life wanted you to own parts of your life that you let somebody in for just because they fill some voids and therefore your happiness was somewhat dependent on a person rather than yourself. And the life maybe wanted you to kind of realise that. And if you don't, it will probably throw another event your way that, that you know, that's even stronger to make you realise that. What voids is it that you now feel that that person's not there that are making you feel unhappy? Because ultimately, you will then go look for somebody else to fill those voids. Fill them yourself, complete yourself and be you know, completely happy in all areas of your life yourself. And then you would let the right person in. Not because you've put them on a pedestal, because they make you happy and you weren't before on your own. If you do that, you're already asking them to, hey, or telling them you can get away with anything with me because I need you and I depend on you for my happiness. And and this, this goes on a day-to-day basis all the time. Or in 20 years time, when you have met that perfect partner and you're married and you have a wonderful family, are you then still going to be looking back and resenting that person from your past? Of course not. But maybe consider that if they hadn't have done those things to you, life would have been very, very different and you wouldn't have those things that you have now. So again, why would the perception at that time be negative when you know it's serving you? It's serving you in that moment and it's serving you for later on. And let's just go back there as well a moment because I touched on letting your happiness depend upon others. Therefore, at the end of the passage, as Marcus says, about letting your own welfare depend on the souls of others. It's other people's actions, choices, decisions, deciding to you know 
put a country into lockdown, deciding that your shop has to close or something like this. That is the action of other people's souls. And your mind is perceiving it a certain way, which is inflicting self-harm on your soul. Instead of thinking, actually, if I'd have made those changes to that business, whatever it is, last year, then this wouldn't be happening now. I'd be like one of those people who's actually really thriving by doing their, you know, transitioning online or, or whatever it is. You know, I'm talking about like hypothetical scenarios here. But if you really look around and look at the perspective from all sides, you will stop self-harming your soul. And, you know, just one more thing to touch on there as well is the, the morality of things as well. Because I kind of brushed over on that one as well. But, you know, let, let's just say... um you had a friend who left a accidentally left a fifty pound note of yours, um, but they're doing really well, and you're not, and you're struggling. And you know that friend in the past may have done something that you're still resenting, so you decide to keep that fifty pound note. That fifty pound note is not going to last you very long. But the fact that you decided to do that rather than give them a call and say that they left it there, offer to give it back that's going to stay in your soul. So we actually are able to control everything that we actually feel at any time. If we take actions based not just on pain, pleasure in the short term, but based on what's best for us and the greater good in the long term, as well as actually seeing that all events do serve us, there are positives that equal any negative that you may perceive in something, then you can live your life with virtue and with a complete and well soul. Guys, thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I'll look forward to the next one. <laughs>